Carlos, what's going on, bud? Guys, welcome to another episode of Off the Post Boston Sports. This will be episode five. It's a Monday. I would love to say happy Monday to everybody, but most of you that are probably following this page are not too excited for this to be a Monday. Uh, Carter, what a bad ending to the New England Patriots season this year. It was um, it was hard, for sure. Very depressing, very unlikely when you looked at the way the season kicked off, as much as you don't want to look at it early on in the season. But it's it's hard to say what went wrong. I feel like we were deceived, almost like the Bruins' record right now, that this team's record looked a lot better than the actual team's performance. I mean – this I and I wrote I wrote an article about this and this this whole season just felt weird. It was it was filled with a lot of stories that don't typically surround the Patriots. You got if you want to call them scandals, you got you know the Antonio Brown debacle. You got Brady moving to Connecticut. You got the teeny tiny little craft scandal. Um, you got you know it's 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 it was a season filled with drama and that's not something that you usually hear out of Foxborough. No, and it's it's like a fairy tale land for all New England Patriot fans. I mean guys, for the last twenty years we've been completely spoiled. And when things do go wrong in New England, it's just automatic for you to always say, Oh, we'll figure it out. We've got Bill. We'll figure it out. We've got Brady. Brady will make people better around him. There's always that, hey, we'll pull it through. Whether it's a late game and you're down by a score you always had the feeling, hey, we're going to come back and score again. Look, we're the New England Patriots. We do it all the time. But, Carter, this was the first season that you would wait for that, and it would never happen. And I think with McDaniels, you know, getting his head coaching interviews and ultimately I, – I, I, I will say that I hope Josh McDaniels uh, gets a head coaching job because, I, I, for, for, for starters, he's, he's definitely earned it. Absolutely. There's, there's there's teams like the Browns or the Miamis of the world that could use his, he has a creative offensive mind. That's obvious. And I think that Josh McDaniels has essentially exhausted all possible outcomes and he's 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 exhausted everything he's had, all of his weapons, all of his trick plays. Yep. Um and it just seems like he's hit a wall with the, with the offense here in New England and and it's it's, I, think, I think it's his time. It's also clear as day, too, because we were pulling out trick plays, guys, in the 11th week of the season. We don't yeah. do that. We always save whatever we need for a game like last night or a game like Saturday night. That was a game that we needed one of those trick plays to go through. I mean, you allowed a running back to run for 204 yards on a defense that was labeled eight weeks into the season as the boogeyman. That was completely false, and I will be one to insert my foot in my own mouth when we were dominating teams at the beginning of the season and everybody said it was a soft schedule, I thought the way we were beating teams, even though they were soft, stood out. But that, that soft schedule hurt us more than anything because it made us look a lot better than what we really were overall as a football team at that point. And granted, we were still a great defense. But when you start off against the Jets, the, the Week 2 Miamis, the, the Browns, the – the Pittsburghs with with what they had it's not it's 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 tainted almost it's it there's that's the only time I'll ever say those wins didn't asterisk next to them because it's not it's just not the same no I, I completely agree and 
the sad part is, and the frustrating part, everybody wants to pinpoint it on, on Tom Brady. And this could be something that we could talk about for well into an hour. Do I put some of this blame on Tom Brady? I absolutely do, because I, I think he had an off year. Um, I don't think Father Time's caught up with him, so I don't want to go there. It has nothing to do with Father Time. Um, has he had an injury to his shoulder? He absolutely has. Um, he did not seem comfortable with his receivers. And I want you to speak to this, Carter, because everybody always says, well, Tom Brady's always made people around him great. He's always elevated people to another level. My argument with that is you can only elevate what you have in front of you. If you have a good athlete, you can make him better. If you have an average athlete, you can make him subpar. You can't turn him into somebody that they're not. And and my what I'll say to that is, typically you're right. Typically Tom Brady has had the ability to turn someone into what would be, or someone who was like a you know a fifth or sixth or seventh round pick, into something that's in, into somebody who will get signed for a lot of money the next year because he turned him into a great receiver or a great tight end or whatever it may be. But I think Tom Brady's patience has run out as he realizes that his years in the NFL are coming to an end, whether he likes it or not. Um, at the, whether it be the age of 43 or the age of 45, like he's, like he's always promised. And I think his, you know, his patience and willing to work with and take the time with receivers like Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers has, has, has dwindled. I don't think he has that patience anymore. No, and for those, for those of you that want to say, and I've heard this on social media for a little while now, for those people that want to say Bill never went out and tried to get who they needed to to help Brady, they absolutely did. They took a shot at Golden Tate, didn't come through. They went for Adam Humphreys in the offseason, didn't go through. Um, A.B. came in, got in trouble. Josh Gordon was on fire, got back on the sauce. Like, there's a lot of things that went wrong that was completely out of their control. Did Bill swing and miss with Mohamed Sanu? I absolutely think he did. When it, If you had to choose between him and Emmanuel Sanders, I think he swung and missed on the Sanu. But – it just goes back. I don't want to hear people say Bill didn't do what he had to do to try and make that team better because they did try to bring in pieces. And you look back at, at every, every you know, offensive player that the Pages have drafted in, in the 20 years, aside from Tom Brady, they're only decent, or I'll say better than decent, they're only great signing on, on offense, or not signing, they're only great draftee on offense was Rob Gronkowski. Absolutely. Bill, Bill Belichick and Robert Kraft have not been able to to, to draft wide receivers or tight ends. It's just not been something that they've done. No, and it's going to have to be something they have to do this offseason. You've got to get a tight end, no matter who your quarterback is, guys, and we'll get into that in a minute. No matter who your quarterback is, you've got to go get a tight end. I think a lot of people knew that when Gronk left that this team was going to struggle and have its issues on offense, but I don't think this team expected it to dwindle this bad this quick by not having him. The running game was great last year. Why? Because there's stuff that don't show up on the stat sheet called blocking that Rob Gronkowski did a lot of to open up those holes for Sony Michelle and James White and Burkhead. But when you can't run the football and your quarterback doesn't have any trust into anybody except one receiver, you're not going to win big football games in big time moments like Saturday night. It doesn't I'm work. Curious, I'm curious to see what the future holds for several Patriots offensive linemen, including uh, Tooney, who's a free agent, Ted yep. Karras, who's a free agent, Andrews and Health. We'll, we'll, we'll see, yeah, we'll see what David Andrews wants to do in terms of because 
just the word blood clots scares the hell out of me. Yeah, and it's and it's, it's, it, it's a scary situation in itself. When you're in a when you're playing a position in football where your where your job is to get into a car crash every play, I don't know what that does to a mind of somebody like David Andrews, who's he's still young, and there's life after football. So, and he's a multi Super Bowl champion who got to play as Tom Brady's center for years. Yeah. So what else does he have to prove? Gronk Gronk, Gronk did it best, you guys. For even even, even as it's so bad to be a fan and want him to stick around, come back, stay, all of that. What he did was right. The man got out before his head got too bad, and he's got plenty of money, and he's a multi-Super Bowl champion. And that's where I don't fault a guy like Andrew Luck, who got who caught a lot of heat for the way he retired, but he was thinking about what most players – not most players, what all players, I think, should think about is life after football. The frustrating part that I have with the whole thing after a loss like this – and, guys, social media, it does wonders with the memes, all that stuff. It happens to every team. But when Peyton Manning was around, he was one of the top draft picks, first round, played for Tennessee for years. He was the golden boy. Everybody cherished him, loved him. Even when a team or somebody wasn't a fan of that team, he got praised. You have Tom Brady come to New England Patriots, which at the time was nobody. Is a six-round draft pick. Goes out and wins six Super Bowls. But when he does lose a game or have one bad game, he was 110% bashed and tore up and said he re- should retire and that he doesn't have it anymore. I want to read these stats to you guys. Tom Brady in 20 seasons, six Super Bowls, nine Super Bowl appearances, 219 wins, 74,000 yards in passing, 541 touchdowns, 17 AFC championships. So I will sit here on the record and say, if Tom Brady does not come back a New England Patriot, thank you, Tom. Thank you for everything you've done over the last 20 years to make us enjoy. Because guess what, people? You will never, ever, ever see it happen again in the history of the sport. Period. And as, as selfish as, 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 as I am saying I'd ever want to see Tom Brady in, a, in another uniform, if Tom Brady decides that there's another team out there that's willing to offer him the last a three-year contract with guaranteed money so he can play until he's four to five, he has earned that right. Yes. As, as much as I do not want to see Tom Brady in another uniform, he has earned the right to say, you know what, this is the team I've spent 20 years with and they're not willing to give me the last three years of my career here. Like I've been, like I've been preaching my entire career. I've wanted to play until I was 45. And there's a team out there that I think I can get three years out of. Do Do – Okay, maybe maybe bring him to a Super Bowl, but you know, play till I'm 45, like I've always preached, and that's what I'm going to do. And he's he has earned that right. Yep, he's earned the right. He's also earned the right on the flip side to get paid by the New England Patriots for a two to three year contract and ride off into the sunset, whether it's on a positive note or negative note, with that number 12 jersey on and it being a New England Patriots jersey. The organization has to look at it because my thing is, say he leaves, you have Stidham, Stidham right now. That guy is not set to carry this team into the playoffs. There is nobody out there that I think is set to carry this team into the playoffs unless it was like a Dak Prescott or, I mean, that, that's all I can think of right now. Maybe um, a Phillip Rivers? Yeah, a Phillip Rivers. I could see that as well. Um, this team is not set up. So for New England to open up the bank and pay the guy, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. 
And I'm, I'm reaching out here when I say this, but I want you guys to read up on it. CBS Sports had a uh, good article today. Tua announced that he is going to be entering the NFL draft this year. He is coming off major surgery. He shouldn't be fully ready to play come this season. We draft number 23, and we're about to get three more or two more picks in the third round, those concession picks. What happens if we trade up to 12 or 13, draft Tua, sign Brady to a two-year contract, Tua gets healthy, sits behind Brady for two years, and now you have Alabama's stud quarterback ready when Tom Brady rides off into the sunset and retires as a New England Patriot. Is that too far-fetched to even think of, Carter? I don't um, think it's too far-fetched. I think it's what a lot of people envision happening. I don't think – I mean, there's there's a lot of powerhouse quarterbacks coming into this draft. And I don't think with – I think with, with two of his injuries, it's going to both hurt him and help him in the sense that a team might take a chance on him like the Patriots. But I've also seen – um, a couple different speculations that where the Patriots might draft a quarterback out of college like Trevor Lawrence. But I don't, I don't see how Trevor Lawrence would even be available to us though. Like I don't see how he'd drop down so far or what we would have to trade to move up that high to grab someone like him. I think the situation that the Patriots are in now, let's say the Patriots sign Tom Brady for another three years. That's going to be, you know, next year Tom Brady's going to be 43 years old. Your body talks to you when you're 40s. I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm almost 23 years old, so I can't even speak to it. But I'm 31, what, so yeah. <laughs> so that's like we know Tom Brady's whole thing in the TV12 method with 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 pliability, and he can take hits. And Tom Brady is not willing to 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 sit on the sideline easy. It doesn't. It takes a lot for Tom Brady to say, you know what, I'm hurt. I need to sit. So. But let's, you know, at 43, you take a bad hit. Who are you gonna, who are you going to have up next? I don't, I don't, not like Stidham. I, you know, we haven't, I haven't seen enough of him to not like him. But I don't think that he's he's the one. I think, you know, for you know, they drafted him out of, out of Auburn, and they felt that, you know, barring you know some sort of bad hit or you know a hit to to Tom Brady's bad knee, his left knee or, you know, his elbow proves to be an issue, they think that, you know, Stidham can get him through a game or two, you know? Correct. But I don't think – I think that's what Stidham is to this team right now, is he's a game or two quarterback. He's not a potential replacement or setting up for the re- eventual um, retiring of Tom Brady. No. And, guys, you have to understand this. I just read the numbers off. Carter agrees with it. We've got 20 years of greatness do I think it's going to go away? I don't think it, even if Brady leaves, we're not going to become cellar dwellers. It's not going to happen. The organization is set up through ownership, which I don't think a lot of people understand. It, it starts with ownership. We're not going to drop to the bottom of the barrel. Now, are we going to be playing week 16 and 17 to try and get into the playoffs and not be locked in in week 12? Absolutely. That's going to happen. It's just the way it turns. Look what happened to the Yankees. They were great for years. They never truly fell off. They had a missed season here and there. Because my next point, Carter, what can what is your definition of a dynasty being over? Is it elimination by the Tennessee Titans in a wild card game? I can't. It's it's hard because I don't think you know. I think it has to be over you know in in five years when the Patriots haven't 
you know, gotten past the second round of the postseason. And, Agreed. And, and, you know, they're consistently third in the AFC. I think you can't just declare that it's over. You have to – there has to be proof that it's over. It has to be, you know, like I said, in five years and they haven't gotten past – you know, they haven't gotten to an AFC title game or they're, they're, they're finishing third or fourth in the AFC consistently every year. I think that's when you can say, all right, you know, they're, they're a good football team, but they're not – it's not the dynasty. It is laughable. ESPN, Fox Sports One, uh, anything. The, the Boston Herald front page today, guys, said he has to go. Over 20 years of greatness and the paper, the Boston Herald in Massachusetts says he's got to go. There's no reason to treat this guy with such a negative aspect because we lost a wild card game. The dynasty is not over. It will be over when we go three and whatever, five and whatever, and we can't win games and we lose six in a row. That's when the dynasty is over. Not when the team falls to the Tennessee Titans in a wild card game after winning what our 11th division title in a row. And for those of you Carter, this, I don't know if you saw this, do your research over the last decade, guys, the most dominant division in the NFL wins percentage is the AFC East. Now, you can count a lot of those, of course, by our wins, but you can't let that defeat the argument because every time we won in that division, it handed an L to another team in our division. The AFC East, over the last decade, has the best winning percentage in the entire NFL. Let that blow your mind. I'm so tired of hearing that we play in such a bad conference, and that's why... Hey, it's not our fault over 20 years. Three professional organizations can't get their shit together. So, yeah, I, it's so funny. I've always said, well, if you know, you play in such an easy division, well, that's not our fault. Nope. Like, if you beat us, like, that's, that's not our fault. <laughs> no. And look, you had both times the Giants beat us, they got in with an eight and eight record as a division winner one year in their own league, in their own division. Like, it happens. But the fact that people want to bash everybody and say that Tom needs to go, guys, let the man do whatever he wants to do. If you learn one thing out of, the, out of anything me and Carter talk about, it's a business. These players don't need to do what's right for the fan. They don't need to do what's right to the organization. They got to do what's right for their family and their finances. So if the man wants to go get paid, no matter how much money his wife brings in, let the man go get paid and give and wave him goodbye. Write him a love letter. Do something. Because without him, these last 20 years would not have been that fun. Not even close. I just I, personally, I'm going to put it on record. I think he comes back for two reasons. I think Kraft is going to do whatever he can to go ahead and keep Tom Brady which I do feel could light a spark between the Kraft-Bill-Brady relationship if Bill wants Brady to go ahead and walk. But I say you open up the purse and pay the man, and you promise that you go out and you get some free agent weapons like a Derrick Henry – or not Derrick Henry, um, Hunter Henry at tight end. Uh, you go grab another receiver. That's a free agent. Um, A.B., he still came out saying – he hashtagged after the game. He says – 2020 with Brady are not playing at all. So do you give the man a second chance? I think you open up the pay, the the pocketbook, 
and you go ahead and give him some weapons, sign him to two years, draft a quarterback that sits behind him for two years, and we keep riding this dynasty as long as we can. And here's here's why I think Brady comes back ultimately. I think it's going to be a late decision. Um, but I think it's with with McDaniel's. I think is going to take another is going to take a head coaching job. I think that relationship with with Brady and Belichick and McDaniel's has sort of run its course. You know, and on that you know on that first and goal where they didn't where they didn't get a touchdown, Bill Belichick called two timeouts on that play. Meaning he saw what, what McDaniel's called and said, you know what, I don't like that. I think you know we got to try. It. And they ran the same play. They, sent, they ran the same halfback draw play three times. Yeah. So we got some dogs. Um, um, and I just it just goes to show, in my opinion, that 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 Belichick doesn't trust McDaniel's anymore either. And so I think that relationship is has, has come to an end. And I think with 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 Brady able to help build up a new offensive coordinator. It's I think I think that's what I think that's what Brady wants. I think he wants to work with a new with a new mind on offense. No, and I, I don't think that's an issue. And I don't think that there's gonna be I don't think there's gonna be any problems with that at all. I see him doing perfectly fine with another offensive coordinator. Let's, let's face it, Josh McDaniels calls a lot of the plays, but you can't tell me Brady doesn't change <sighs> 70 to 75 percent of them throughout the game and along with that the fact that belichick called two timeouts and, and mcdaniels still went ahead and said you know what screw it i'm gonna do it anyway i don't think that bodes well for mcdaniels staying in, in new england any longer and i think that's the issue that tom brady has is that he doesn't think that mcdaniels is making the right calls either no and everybody always wants to put on bill the, the fact what happened to our defense nobody knows nobody knows because that defense was stud even against some good teams um, I look at the Cowboys as a very good football team and a very good organization, but I, uh, something happened to them at the end, but we'll, we'll end the Patriots conversation on that. We both think, uh, Brady will be back. Think he'll be surrounded with some weapons. They'll make another run at it. They do have a very tough schedule. Um, if we move on from the Pats, something that you would try to be more excited about, not a whole lot to talk about. The Bruins have lost 11 out of their last 15. Carter, what has to change for them to turn that around? I think it just comes down to attitude. I think it comes down to belief that you can play a full 60 minutes and belief that once you get ahead in the second period that you're going to keep that lead and you're not going to give up any any mental lapses. You're not going to give any breakaways. You're not going to do a bad change. You're not going to take any dumb penalties. It's just got to be a mental thing because I don't see a drop in skill. I don't see a drop in, 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 uh, in effort. I just think it needs. I think it's all mental. I what about coaching? I think I I trust Bruce Cassidy. I don't I don't think it comes down to Bruce. I just think it comes down to because Bruce can only do so much in 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 practice. He can only he can only you know say we need, he can only say we need to we need to maintain our lead. We can't make stupid decisions so many times before the players actually do it. Bruce isn't on the ice. He can only say I don't I don't understand why you guys can't seem to play a full 60 minutes. It has to come from you guys. I can only say so much. So I don't have, I don't have a doubt in my mind that Bruce Cassidy or Jay Pandolfo or um, Joe Sacco or, or any of the issues on the Bruins bench. I think it comes down to the guys on the ice. And I don't think that you can really pin much anymore on Bruce Cassidy. I think maybe different guy, if it comes down to it again, which it seems like it's inevitable at this point, if it comes down to the shootout, you got to choose different guys. If it comes down to, to to overtime you got to put out different lines you can't put out uh you, you can't mix up these combinations you just got to put out what works and and 
other than that, you know, the injury bug has bitten the guys, but I, I just don't think that it's, I don't think it's on Bruce. I think it's the guys in the ice. I also believe too, that this can actually be a learning curve that can help the team later down the line. Look at the teams that dominate all season every year that gets the president's trophy that doesn't hit a slump. Once they lose a couple in the playoffs, they lose all momentum. They lose all chemistry. Like it's weird. It's like a bug hits them and it's just a downfall. When you do lose games, all it can do is one of two things, rip the team completely apart or bring them together. And the way this team is and how long they played together and how talented they are, to me, this is more of a building block that they'll learn off of and they'll remember later. I think they'll be fine. Um, I don't like that we're 11, and 11 wins in our last – or 11 losses in our last 15. It's not fun as a fan. It's annoying. It's shitty. Like, I can say it all. But with that being said, we are, what, two weeks before the All-Star break? So there's still plenty of time. And the fact that we had that big of a cushion to still be number one in the division – was a blessing in disguise, period. Um, Absolutely. That's with the Bruins. Uh, they'll be live tomorrow against uh, the Predators, who actually, while we were on this live feed, just fired their head coach. Um, wow. Did not see that coming at all because they're not playing too bad hockey right now. So that was actually a shock that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, we'll see how, how that story unfurls. Yeah, and see if it helps us possibly get a win tomorrow because they won't have their head coach. But – um, to end it, the Celtics are still on a tear right now. The NBA has finally given us props when needed. We are now up to second in the N- N- ugh, NBA power rankings. And uh, Kimball Walker's been out for a few games due to the flu. So he is resting. They actually come on right now uh, against the Wizards. It's eight and a half point favorites. I'm yeah, liking what Celtics, I see. Celtics won their last game 111 to 104 against the Bulls without Kemba. Yep. I'm liking what I see with this basketball team. And if they make a trade to get a big center that can score as well, and they don't lose Brown, Tatum, Kimba won't go. They don't lose that little core they have, except Hayward. I think this team is going to be somebody to reckon with. If they don't, if they don't make that move though, I would be very, very concerned when you get into the finals or the Eastern Conference Finals second round, and you have to play a 76ers with an Embiid, or you have to play the Bucks with a Greek freak. I don't like that lineup or that matchup if that happens. Let me ask you this before we go. Who, who would you give up in order to get a big man? What would you give up? I would absolutely give up Hayward. Um, guys that I refuse to give up is Tatum. So I should say a guy. Um, Tatum, Brown can't go just because of the contract you signed. I do believe somebody that we would have to lose that I'm not comfortable with losing is Marcus Smart. And I think he is our best defender. I think he is the heart off the bench. He is the guy when there's nights like tonight where Kimba can't play, he steps up. So I say Hayward and a pick or Hayward and a pick and a prospect. But I don't think you can touch Tatum at all. And I'll be really concerned if you do lose the off the bench heart with with Marcus Smart. What are your thoughts? I think I, I, I think the way Marcus Smart is progressing, I think you can't I can't I don't think you can deal Marcus Smart. I think you can get a lot in return for a guy like Hayward, who as much as we like and as as as, as valuable as he is, he's worth a lot and you can get a lot for him. 
So as as much as I would wouldn't want to see Gordon Hayward go, I mean he's fitting in really well. Uh, every he, he, everyone likes him in the locker room. He's he's a leadership figure, but it, it's it it comes down to the business side where he's really valuable around the rest of the league and he's making a case for it. So I think if you're going to give up someone, unfortunately, I you know I would I would deal Cantor or I would deal Hayward or both. I'd be okay with. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be okay with both of them going if we got an actual starting center that can produce points and play good defense on the block. But that's where we are, guys. Episode five. We're gonna wrap it up. Um, having a conversation we never thought we'd have 20 years ago about Tom Brady retiring. Where is he gonna go? What's he gonna do? Uh, does he go to the West Coast? There are so many questions, and I hate to break it to you guys. We're not going to have an answer until really late, just like Carter said. It's going to be a while before Brady goes ahead and says whether he's coming or not. I wouldn't be surprised if he waits to see what kind of moves we make. But you have both Carter and I on Off the Post Boston Sports on record saying Tom Brady will sign a longer contract. They will draft a quarterback. The dynasty will continue. Carter, anything you want to end with? That's that's it for me. Guys, as always – Thank you, Off the Post Boston Sports, all Boston, all sports, all the time. Like the videos, share them, everything. Uh, Until next Monday, Carter, I'll talk to you later, bud. Sounds good, man. See you guys.